Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hi, welcome back to episode 13 of the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, the one where we tackle the office talk. Kind of a hard one to talk about just because it's hard to explain. Oh, hey, Whitney. I didn't know you were on here. Oh, sorry. Snuck in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a hard one to talk about, isn't it? It is, but it's both you and I's life and we'll try to explain it or answer questions to the best of our ability. Yeah. And I think people, people often message me and you and say, can you explain more about this or what software do you use or how do you file paperwork? And so we're just going to jump right in and do our very best to kind of, I don't really know if debunks the right word, but explain how we do it. Yep. And different is okay. Let's start out with that. We are going to be different. Yeah, Yeah. but that's okay. Like that's what works for us. That's our main overall topic. Yep. Okay. So listener review this week is from Amy Farmer and she says a podcast for the unsung hero of the farm. As a farmer's wife, we usually work behind the scenes and our work goes unnoticed. These two ladies give great advice and tips for farm wives and how to live the best farm life. Thank you so much for recognizing women in agriculture. Thank you, Amy Farmer. Yes. Thank you. And please go review if you haven't. I feel like I haven't talked to you in like, I don't know, three weeks. So what's going on with you? I know. So we have had wintry weather. We have had like two or three blizzard warnings. We never really got much. I guess we got like four inches out of that. But so Bart has been in the house a lot. So any wife that has a husband in the house knows that you don't really get much done. Like I'd rather sit on the couch and hang out with him. So yesterday, I think I did like eight loads of laundry that I'm today going to fold and maybe put away five to seven business days from now. (laughs) Oh, laundry's the worst. It's not the laundry, it's the folding and putting away. I agree 100%. Yeah. And then, so we have like a big kitchen table. I usually fold it there and then it sits there for several days. Ugh. That's that's a bad trait of mine. When Jordan's home, he doesn't want to do anything around the house. So I'm actually the opposite. I'm up like doing the dishes and doing the laundry while he sits and plays with the kids. It's almost like a freedom moment where he's entertaining the kids and I can get like, I can super do stuff. Yeah. Like three times as fast, three times more efficient. (laughs) And I'm not, I'm like, everything piles up. My sink is full of dishes. I've got to get back in the groove today. Happy Monday. Um, How about you? I'm good. Thanks. I feel like it's been so long since we've talked. I can't even really remember what has gone on in the last couple of weeks. Um, At work, we have had a lot of meetings and that's great, but then I don't get all of my stuff done. Um, But I did get my chemical allocated. So if you follow me and you know that I've been just beating my head into the wall for fertilizer and chemical application for 2019, and I'm happy to say it finally all made perfect sense. It works. I've got my 2020 inventory on and I'm like 
over the cracked a beer over that. Yeah. Like I did a happy dance in the office with my mother-in-law and my husband in there. And Jordan was just rolling his eyes and I'm like, Hey, I worked hard on this. Your and girl's happy. I am cheering for myself. Um, we had Thanksgiving, which was always, you know, that's a busy time of year. We have two Thanksgivings for each side and that's fun. Um, the weather has been really crummy this weekend. We've had a lot of rain and it's just been like icy cold, not snowy cold like you, <laughs> just like really like bone cold, real wet. Right. Um, I'm you sure it's terrible wind. Oh, yesterday was horrible here. Yeah. Like the yesterday's gust was supposed to get to 70. That's bad. I don't know that it ever hit it. I think that I saw on the news it was like 50 something. That's like send your trampoline into the next field winds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My poor sister-in-law, their family loses their tramp like three times a year. Can they like break it down anyway? Because they actually, getting... this time they even had it like T-posted down and it still flew away. Man, we live on super flat land and we're getting one. The kids are getting one for Christmas from someone. And like my mother-in-law said, you should put it against the shed. Well, that's like right in the middle of the yard. Like when you drive by, that's all you see, which is fine. But we have a nice um, area behind the house in the spot that I want to put it, but it's very windy. Like it's, do you have much of a windbreak though? No. Mm, Yeah. It's going to fly away. I know. (laughs) Maybe we'll do it like once or twice and see how bad it gets and then move it somewhere else. Right. So another thing that's happened for both of us, because I know we've chatted it, is year-end payments. What, what? Just started them. Yeah. So I don't know if every farm is this way or just Kylie and I, but we have all of our equipment payments due. All of our seed is due for the next year because (laughs) you get a discount if you pay it now, which is really nice that they offer. Uh, What else is due? We pay off our operating now at the end of the year, so... We basically, you get to where you don't have much money. It's kind of like you make all the money and then you spend all the money within like a week period. And then you just start spending more. (laughs) Yeah. And we, we do really utilize marketing our grain forward. And so we, um, we are also doing budgets right now because our, our lock is due it in really soon also. And I, and you can organize that however you want to really with your banker. It doesn't have to be the end of the year. That's just how ours falls. And we're doing budgets. And so we looked back at everything we spent this year and everything we made money-wise, custom work, anything like that. And then we have to go through and say, well, what do we foresee will change? And that's been definitely much easier than last year because we took everything over last year and it was kind of like just shooting in the dark last year, Mm -hmm. just, you know, making two businesses, one budget. Um, and so we came under on a lot and we went over in other areas. And, um, so we fixed some stuff that we knew would be different. And that definitely was kind of a eye opener to like, Oh man, look at those December and November payments. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we set it up to where, when we sell our corn every year, then we can pay off our operating note. We mm-hmm. can make all of our payments. It gets us to zero on that. And then you just start using it again. Yeah. And you it's nice that we're able to get us to zero because I know there's a lot of people struggling that aren't able to do that this year. Right. This is definitely an exceptional year of like, I think that's maybe been one over, you know, writing theme on messages. is like, how do you budget? How do you, how do you do those things to make sure you have a profit? And that's definitely something else that I saw this week on social media was some 
girls that we know talking to say profitability and sustainability Mm -hmm. and we care, Whitney and I, our farms, we care a lot about the land and stuff, but we also have to be profitable. And that's kind of where we come in to help. I mean, that's the goal, isn't it? To make money and continue to thrive. We still want to do everything right, but we also, we also have to make a living off of it because that's what we do. Yes, absolutely. So why don't we just jump right in? And we actually took questions from our Instagram because Whitney and I are having a hard time saying like, we do this, this, and this without giving away our personal information. And that's just like, we're just not going to do that. So we're going to kind of give you like ways we do things and we're going to answer direct questions. Okay. Let's do this. The first one is, yes. Do either of you have any business background or is it all learn as you go? I have no business background. I was a teacher and it is 100% learn as I go. Agree. I, I knew nothing when I started. I luckily, our accountant is really, they push that they want the women or, or the men, whoever, to do a majority of your books so that, I mean, it's easier for them, but also so that you're involved with your farm or your business or whatever you're doing. So they helped me a ton. I would ask some questions. They would shoot me a message. And basically I did a lot of Google and uh, I should say fail forward. In my first few years, I made a lot of mistakes, but that's how you learn. Right. I admire you 100% because if someone had dumped me in, married, or we just started something up, it does take a lot of effort and you second guess yourself often. I do at least. Oh, like. Yes. Oh, did I do that right? Did I fault? Like, where is that piece of paper? I still do that. And I have someone very knowledgeable and very, like, I respect her so much, my mother-in-law, to ask questions. So, like, I'll put stuff on our computer and then I'll look at it and I'm like, well, you know, Janet's going to be back out in the morning. I think I'm going to run all this by her because it's probably right. I mean, most of the time I'm right. Right. But I I just want her to look at it. Well, that's nice that you have that too. And you said a thing that I'm going to, I made a post about this last year. So when I first started doing this, and I'm going to say when, when we got pigs is when I really had to embrace this, I feel like people get embarrassed to ask questions or they think they're too proud to ask questions. That was me. I wanted to figure it out before I ever, I don't know how to explain the word I'm trying to say, like brought myself down to where I needed to just be brave enough to ask the questions. I think that's a huge part of being a farm wife is being okay with asking questions. That's how we learn. Well, in, on the backside of that, we have to ask our husbands for a thousand questions to get anything to do our own work. It's not like we can rely on ourselves to get data in, you know, to bill or to put inventories on the computer. Like, yeah, I mean, I could go try to find stuff in the trucks and the shed and stuff, but that's not realistic. Like that we have to ask them for everything too. And asking questions, you can learn. I mean, that knowledge is power. I ask probably way too many questions, but I also know a lot about our operation. There was a a second question off of the background and it said, how hard was it for me to go from a teacher to bookkeeping financial data? Cause I think some of our followers are that just exactly that teachers. And they're like, well, maybe there's a bigger benefit um, or a different benefit to go back to the farm. And um, the one thing I miss the most is social of having an out of outside of the home job. And I, I do get to work with my mother-in-law and we are very close, but I also miss like some of my teacher friends and seeing the kids and, and that part. As far as learning the accounting, um, 
it's not easy, but you can do it. Like it's just kind of learn as you go, like the question said, and um, or just like you with your chemical allocation, it just takes time. But once you do it, then you're so proud of yourself. Well, and now we've made so many mistakes this year, as far as record keeping goes, like and timely billing, that's really where it comes down to. Like we just put it to the back of the pot stack of pot stuff we had to do. And then it got here, you know, November and we're like, well, shoot, Jordan, you were supposed to remember in your brain what we did in May. Well, that's not realistic. Right. So we learned a lot from our first year of, you know, mistakes or learning and next year is going to be better because we already know things we want to do better. Right. Whitney, do you have a system of checks and balances? Um, as far as like our accounts? I don't really know. That's just what the question said. Um, I, I mean, yeah. Do you like, do you actively reconcile your accounts? Yeah. So I do that all through QuickBooks. That's another question. What software do you use? I use QuickBooks. I also reconcile all of our accounts and that's through, um, we have a system called Ag Manager. It's a company out of, it's AgriSolutions, a company out of Brighton, Illinois, and it's ag directed book work. And it's, we really like it kind of old school, but definitely provides what we need. Yeah. I've um, seen like when you pay your payroll taxes that it's like a gray screen and it does look kind of old school, but yeah, that's yeah. good that you guys have that. Yeah. I think eventually, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do software wise. It's, it, this is working for us now and it's what I know. And if we just switched, I would be like, Oh, I'm Uh-oh. just learning. Yeah. I'm just a kindergartner. Yeah. And another thing with the, um, like you and I learning as we go, there's so many classes offered out there that I a hundred percent am a supporter of, you know, knowledge is power, do those classes. So I'm doing a current QuickBooks class right now with a, a girl that's a CPA and she mainly works with farmers. So a lot of it, I will say I already know, but I did it to see if there's anything new I could learn. And well, like and- our state of Kansas is offering a, it's a four session class. I'll have to find the paper. I don't know. And it's all on women doing the record keeping, farm management, um, all the book work and stuff. So I'm sure that everyone's state, or if you go to the USDA, there's classes that you can take and it's super cheap. It's $40 for four nights. That's cool. I had not, I don't, I'm sure Mizzou offers something like that, but I just have not like looked into it any farther. And we use such a like specialty software, I suppose it's not like everybody doesn't use this software, but it would still be really interesting to learn from just the like overall viewpoint of like why you do this, what's, you know, asset Mm -hmm. versus liability and increase versus credit decrease, blah, blah, blah. So I think maybe the question, the more I think about it, checks and balances, like, is that if you would make a mistake or you think you were right, like what would be, how would you know if you were wrong? Like, is there a system of like, okay, I need to go back and check and make sure that this work is right? Mm, Not for me. It's just me. Me too. I don't don't know what to look for. I mean, the only way that I know some entries wrong likely is if maybe the checking account doesn't balance or um, I get a late notice. Those are usually right. Like I didn't pay a bill. Right. So like just a couple of weeks ago, I got a <clears throat> IRS paper and it, it had showed like what our quarterly payments we had made. And then it said that I had like a notice due and I was confused because we had like paid our taxes on we time, but we had a balance due on our taxes. I paid all my quarterly. So I had to like, f- it was trial and error. I had to go back, try to figure out what I had messed up. And then I just called the IRS and turns out they were actually wrong on their end. 
So that we, be good. all of our entities got those papers too. And it was like a really small amount. Yeah. And like $200. Yeah. Or, ours was even like, like 20 or something. It was something just crazy. And, um, so I think that our IRS and our, our state billing, those both have proved to be really hard to work with this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, what does your loan spreadsheet look like? Okay, I am very particular about this. Let me rummage through. Well, I just like doing... to know where we're at. Yeah, why are you doing that? I don't like to be in the dark on any of that. Mine's pretty simple, so I'll go ahead and just explain while you're looking. Yep. Mine is an Excel spreadsheet, and it um, just has, like, on our computer software system, we can do a printout, and it tells us by date when stuff is due. And so I have all of my loan payment papers, hard copy in my file by date. So like if they're monthly payments, they're in front. And then if they're semi-annual and then if they're annual, they're in the very back. And then in each section, they're by month. And then I have a spreadsheet on Excel and it, if it's a yearly, like our equipment payments, they're usually just once a year. And my whole sheet is blacked out besides that column and that month. So it's like a you know, a yearly calendar and then the equipment's on one axis and it goes by date. So like it goes from January all the way down to December. That right. way I know what's due. When. Okay. So then mine is pretty similar. Um, I update mine every few months. And so mine shows what the equipment is. Like for instance, this loan is on our combine. So it says S680 and then we have our two headers on there as well. So then I put where we have the loan with the amount. And then I put what we have for interest rate because if interest rates start to go down we try to get those locked in somewhere else and then i have that it's due this date for this amount and i also put on there where it's insured at because we had a bad storm come through and we didn't have one of our trailers insured so that really made us open our eyes and make sure that we got that on everything dang it yeah. And then the other thing I have on there is things we don't have liens on, basically everything we have and what its value is and where it's insured at. Hmm. Way more organized than me. Like mine's old school paper. I could, I could always pull a report. Yeah. I mean, see, mine's like, paper too, but. Okay. Like I can still just look at it at a, like easily. Yeah. You have more like data at a glance, which I like. I think that's really yeah. beneficial to know where you're at. And like when I looked at my loan paperwork, cause when our, how ours works, we have a lot of payments from like January through May. And then we kind of lag off there in the summer one, because you don't have any, as much income. Like that's not when we sell as much grain and that's just how we buy equipment and how have bought equipment in the past. So like June, July, August is pretty low key for equipment right. payments. Well, and then December, we have a couple and October, November, we have a couple. And then all of a sudden December's like equipment vomit. December and January. And it's not like we have a lot. We just have bigger things. Like we have one of a couple of our big tractors are due. And um, yeah, so December is just always one of those months. Like let's spend all our money on Christmas and on equipment and on seed and on our R-lock and on prepay fertilizer okay what's next it looks like we already did accounting software so how do you track inputs and inventory that's a big one so we don't really have inventory uh that is one thing i would like to get better at this year 
because we use like Helena is our big chemical company here. Mm-hmm. And so we just keep all of our chemical in our shop. And it's really hard because Bart takes stuff on and off of his trailer all the time. And where we custom spray, I don't know that I could ever keep track of everything. I need to like, that's why I did this class because she was talking about a lot of allocations with chemical and fertilizer. So I really need to get better at doing that because I don't inventory that. So like, you, what do you inventory your chemical? Well, okay. So let's talk, let me ask you a couple questions. So you buy your chemical bulk. Yes. Like in shuttles. Yeah. Like, so you would just write, let's just say you write one check for it and be done with it. And yes. then you use it. And if you have to buy any more, you just buy more or you send it back, you'll get a credit. Yes. But I keep all of those sheets in a binder. Like we so, get delivery tickets. <clears throat> so then I have my delivery tickets to double check and I show them to Bart, make sure that they're correct. And then we got our bill and I check my delivery tickets with my bill to make sure nothing's extra gone. Yeah. I don't um, know if there's any other way that I can do it, but I do want to learn that. Well, and ours is maybe, I don't know. We do ours a little different as far as um, this is our first, we've always put on our own dry fertilizer and usually our own anhydrous. Um, but ours has to do with billing. And so we have about a, probably a third of our acres. We 50, 50 with Jordan's parents. And, um, so they pay 50% of the fertilizer, not the lime, but yes. So it's how your shares are set up is why you need to, that's partially it. Yeah. So Jordan and I pay for all of it unless it's billed separately at the company level, like when, you know, nutrient or whoever we get it through MFA, when they would bill it, it would be, sometimes it's correct at the, at the level. And then like we, we apply it. That's our, our part is equipment. Their part is land. And most of the inputs and output that, you know, the crop that comes off that's split 50, 50. That's how we work most of our contracts. So um, that's no. probably, that's probably a big difference that we have. Cause our, yeah. our rents are cash rent, which that means if you're not mm-hmm. a farmer, we pay a certain amount per acre per year and you get everything you pay for everything and you get all of your crop. We have a good portion that are also cash rented and we do exactly that. You pay X amount of dollars, you know, one or two checks a year. And then the rest of that is on you. Right. And so then our other stuff is 7525 and on 7525, we pay all fertilizer. Basically all they will cover is big sprinkler issues, big irrigation sprinkler issues. So with us, we, I don't have to bill any of that out because that's our portion. So basically when we do a 75, 25, I I don't know how to word this. Um, The landlord is taking on the risk of a hail hitting or the crops being bad instead of us taking the hundred percent risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely just how the, the contracts are set up. Right. As far as inventory goes, I didn't care as much about what came. I, I need to know better what's in and out of the shed. Um, it's hard it, where we're not out there. Right. Oh my gosh. And they started picking up chemical back in like early July. And I'm like, we haven't even, we haven't even sprayed very much. Right. Or like the two and a half gallon jugs. Like how do you ever, gosh, I don't know. I need to well, and we do a lot of spraying around our hog buildings and all of our hogs facilities and, you know, different things. And so some of that chemical goes and no one, um, necessarily says, okay, I took five gallon over to the hog buildings to spray. Um, I mean, it's always accounted for, but it's not all accounted for in the same spot. And so that's where we're navigating 
what is right for us. But as far as inventory goes, um, when I say allocate chemical, I, on our accounting software, we put the way it works out is each year at the beginning of the year, we separate out um, by farm, by crop. So like this year I have 19 bean growing crop ASF, which is our home farm that we live on right now. And so next year it will be 19 corn growing crop ASF. And so anything that I put on this field for, so we have anhydrous on it, we've put dry fertilizer on it. When I put it on the computer, I actually put FERT or my inventory, what I have on the computer, I'll actually allocate it to that farm. That way at the end of this year, I can pull up that farm and say, okay, it actually cost me X amount of dollars to realistically farm this piece of ground. Your that invoice. includes rent, that includes chemical. And um, so that's where I was trying to figure out chemical, <laughs> like cost per acre and put it out to each of our farms. Um, and then inventory, as far as grain goes, we do not, um, we sell, we sell very little out of the field. We store most of our grain. And so it's very important when we turn into crop insurance, yeah, that's that very know, important that we know what we have. And, um, you know, like we've said in a previous episode, we have grain scales that we heavily rely on. And that's, that program actually gives us a dry bushel. Like it, it deducts a little bit for shrinkage, which is, mm -hmm. um, there's a, some kind of a form online you can look up and it's very close. So we then put that on the computer and I actually write it down on a spreadsheet by farm, you know, okay, this farm made, you know, 60 bushel beans or, you know, 57.6 or whatever it actually is. And then we'll have the bushel total. And when we sell it, I deduct it by farm also. Right. Which makes Piggy sense. You have to do that or you don't know what's leaving. Yeah. And piggybacking off like by farm, I actually don't know what if that grain came from that farm, but I deduct it by farm. Like, so we may have all our corn in one bin, one big bin. I just do it by farm and start zeroing out the farms, but it doesn't actually come from that. Right. It's just how we keep the records. Right. Well, whatever works for you. And that mirrors the computer. So if I look on the computer, it should look exactly like my spreadsheet in theory. It always should work out, right? <laughs> That's what we say. <laughs> What you kind of do your own thing. And I, and I love that. How do you guys, how do you get the receipts from BART? Um, like for what? Anything like, cause we have, you have tracking receipts, you have pieces of paper, like all of those chemical tubs receipts. Do they bring them, do they mail them to you? Do you pick yes. them up? Yeah. So they will, they, they will give you a delivery ticket, but I found where we have a couple hired men and BART, nothing was ever getting to me mm -hmm. or I would find it with coffee spilled on it crumpled in a pickup and I was not about that life. Mm -hmm. So as far as like credit card, we use a farm credit card and I don't make them give me receipts because I can look at my statements. And so a lot of it is just me checking with Bart to make sure that really was spent there. This was really spent there. You really picked up this much fertilizer <laughs> and he's good about looking at it and he's like, yep, that's right. And it's always like, unfortunately, yes, that bill is that high. <laughs> Yeah. They didn't charge us anything extra. Right. Yeah. We do the same thing. Receipts. We have a farm office. So the guys will put like, I'm talking even like grain tickets, like sale tickets, there's folders out there that they put them in. Often I'm still tracking stuff down in trucks, but, um, credit card receipts, we do our best to keep those that we don't keep them all just because it's real life. Yeah. Um, grain tickets. Really we just, we gather them after each field is over. Yeah. And just ask, like the best system or program ask and then keep them all in one spot. Mm -hmm. That way you can find them. Like if you we struggle with harvest tickets, 
because yeah. we hire out our trucking. And so you just hope that those guys, I mean, and you know, this, the settlement sheets at the elevator has, we can always check. And then if there's a missing ticket, we'll go hunt for that one then. But that is yeah. kind of a disaster. there's a lot of good about our ways and there's a lot of like, man, we should work on that. Yeah. It makes you realize that you should maybe tweak some stuff. Yep. Um, tips for filing and keeping track of paperwork. I'm pretty sure I shouldn't start on this one because Mm -hmm. I've got a stack of paperwork on my desk that needs to be filed. Okay. So for me, I keep binders for everything. So for instance, um, my payroll taxes. So I keep a binder for state. I keep a binder for um, federal. And then I always have those in separate binders for my receipts when I pay each month. As far as filing like, uh, bills, mm-hmm. I have a, I don't like a rack. And when I pay a bill, it goes on the top. And after each month is over, then I put that, well, first I scan it in. Like we keep, so Helena is a big one. That's our chemical place. <clears throat> Western Kansas Valley is a big one. That's our irrigation bills mm-hmm. and um, like truck, like here it's called Plains Mountain. <clears throat> and I keep all of those separate and uh, scan those in because those are ones we always look back at. Yeah. And then I just put them in. So this month I will take out November, put it in a November file. And then I just keep all of that in totes for like seven years. Yeah, that's I mean, that's how long you have to keep it in farming. And even if you scan it all in and they come and audit you, they want paper copies. They want like a true paper mm-hmm. trail, um, especially with crop insurance. And um, so, yeah, I totally get it. We do lots of file cabinets. And yeah, I, that's where I you, mine. That's what you were looking, that's what you said. That's like where I keep my year. And then when the year's over, yeah. I take it to the basement. Yep. Um, so we keep folders in our current year for each business. And then we keep a file, big tall file cabinet and it's the exact same folders just for the previous year, like labeled the same so that I know that, okay, I'm doing um, chemical. I need to go to the chemical file for 18. Um, as far as filing, I try to do it once a week, but I know I have two weeks worth of paper and like my mother-in-law gets something done and she files it immediately <clears throat> and God bless her because that is the right way to do it. Realistically I, though, nobody's yeah. ever caught up. I'm like, okay, I have X amount of time. I'm going to pay all these bills and then I'm just going to set them on the corner of my desk and that pile is growing. So that is like a goal <laughs> to get that done. Soon it's going to get knocked off. Yeah. Cause you know, you know, you want to know something that you just did last week and you're like, oh, let me look in my file folder. Well, it's still on my desk. Dang it. Yeah. Just look here. We did, we did do, um, we do binders for our reconciliations um, our bank accounts. And mm-hmm. other, other than that, as far as organizing and filing, we do the same thing. We have a, a current year file folders. We have a past year in the office of file folders and everything else is in tubs in the closet. Yep. I don't really know what's a better way to do that. I don't either. Um, we don't, I had thoughts that I would scan in everything when I started and like become more electronic. That's easier said than done when you have to keep all the paper anyway, and you don't actually have a ton of time to do everything like you're a one-man show. Right. Um, the ones so, I scan in are just ones I know we're going to look back at. That you know you'll need. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Same. I'm, I'm basically the same. Okay. Tax planning. Do you prepay any fall inputs for the next year, et cetera? You bet your bottom dollar we do. We do as well. It's we cheaper. prepay our 
um, like for instance, 1034.0 fertilizer, if it goes on sale, we'll prepay this allotted amount. And then I just keep track to make sure they're taking that off of each bill. You know, I will say though, when Jordan and I started farming, we did not prepay as much. We were kind of smaller. We didn't have maybe the cash. I can't really remember why we didn't. We'd put our, um, like Pioneer used to offer a, a stellar seed program. You could pre, you could put your um, seed on that. And when we didn't farm as many acres, we didn't have near as much seed and that made more sense for us. Um, but usually if you do prepay, you get a discount, mm -hmm. like Whitney said. And so there's going to be when you're talking like, you know, $100,000 on fertilizer or seed or a 5% discount is a big deal. Yeah. Like that's a lot when it comes down to it. Um, and you know, you allocate that over the farms and well, all of a sudden your cost breaker has gone down by $2. I don't know. I'm just right. Or we have like, um, <clears throat> a company here. If you pay your bill right away, like if you pay it within 10 days, you get 5% off. Okay. Well, 5% off on $2,000. I mean, so we always utilize that, mm -hmm. like pay it, get it done. Pay it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I completely agree. Yeah, we prepay our seed. We did prepay anhydrous this year because it was going to go up and the demand I think was is probably going to get pretty low. And what else do we prepay? We do utilize the Pioneer Seed Program where you get to push it off for a year at 0% interest. I didn't know you guys planted Pioneer. Did we talk about that before? Mm -mm. We plant Pioneer Channel and Garst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. We prepay seed or, or use the program depending on what's like the best, what makes sense for us that year. Right. Um, we like this, we, we did the um, prepay or we did not prepay last year. We used the financing because that was just so made so much sense for us. And um, that bill was just due. So that's right. Like for example, um, for people that don't farm our channel bill I'm not going to say the amount because that's not anybody's business, but mm -hmm. because we prepaid it by a certain date, we got like $6,000 off and that's a big deal. Yep. I agree. So, yeah. So we prepay seed just to finish this up, seed, fertilizer, and then in the, we don't normally prepay chemical, but we did, we did have an, uh, a, you know, a leftover of our spring chemical balance at our chemical dealer. And so that was technically, I guess we prepaid for fall chemical. You know what I mean? Like we didn't right. actually intentionally do it. We just didn't take the money back. Right. Makes sense. Well, what's next? Um, how do you get your husband to give you paperwork? We already talked about that. Where to start? Um, just jump in. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I've the had a best. ton of people that, that would like to start helping or take over from a mother-in-law that, that they're like um, mm -hmm. starting to take over the family farm. My biggest suggestion is don't be afraid to ask questions. If you second guess yourself, that's normal. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time and you just have to start. You know, I had a, a girl message me and showed me like her mother-in-law's desk and it's crazy and and they're like she needs to file a bunch of stuff and I just kind of told her like you just got to start. You're just going to have to buck up and start and do the work. It's not easy. It's time consuming. And sometimes it's hard. Yeah. My biggest advice, because that like, I mean, Whitney and I've both been in that exact situation. <laughs> um, it's overwhelming. 
I had the benefit of learning from someone else. When I first started, I tried to do things. When I first started, I worked under Janet and I did her work. I helped her out with her work. So I did exactly what she did. If she wanted it done a certain way, that's how I did it, which was great. Like that taught me a lot. When I started doing my own work, like our own farm work, you know, within a year quickly, I looked to her for advice, but I started doing things a little bit different. So your major things like filing, that's all done in this, in the same fashion, but you know, little things, I would just, I just, my brain works just a little bit different than hers. And she likes to see everything written down and she doesn't mind if it takes a lot of time. And I'm like, I don't want to write it down. I want to put it on Excel. Like I'm, I'm much more computer savvy than um, I am writing, you know? And me too. And if you're like me, you can lose a paper very easily, but you can pull up that on your computer faster and easier. Yeah. I did lose an Excel sheet last week, so I'm not sure how that happened, (laughs) but I agree with you nine times out of 10. Like it is, I lose paperwork all the time. Not Mm -hmm. really, but you know what I mean? Um, And so that's my biggest advice is like, learn all you can and don't buck the system if you have someone to learn from but also know that that's not how it has to be done. Um, Get the big things like when to pay bills and how to do the bills and blah, blah, blah. But if you want to file them, maybe, you know, for example, Janet files hers by date from front to back and I file mine from back to front. They're in the same folders, but we've got like- on the front. Her current's in the front, my current's in the back. That's how mine is. I'm in the back. Yeah. And that's one small difference and it works better. That's just how my brain functions. Right. And it's okay to be different. It is. You got to do what works for you. Yeah. Like take all the advice and be really open to learning. If you have someone to learn from and um, ask a lot of questions, I still do. And I'm in year six or seven of this. Like it is totally fine, Mm -hmm. but know that like you can still be your own person and do put your own small twist on things that works better for you. Right. And I will say that you should really have a good relationship with whoever you're accounting with, whoever does your taxes, because I mean, realistically, they're the people that get your work at the end of every year. So if something makes something easier for them or better to understand, you should find that out. Yep. We always have a tax meeting. Um, I think one of the questions was tax planning and fall inputs and stuff. We always have a tax planning meeting, uh, or we very much try to toward the end of the year, just to see where we're at, what our depreciation looks like, what our income looks like after we have all that information on the computer money-wise or, you know, after you sell grain, okay, well, where are we at? We do too, like an estimate. And then we find out if we need to spend something or if we can take in this income or if we should wait. Yep. How do you deal with debt? This one's kind of deeper. Mm. Emotional. You don't really. I mean, debt sucks, but realistically in farming, we're always going to have debt. And if you dwelled on it, it would be really like depressing forever because I mean, like us, I mean, we'll always try to keep updated technology. So we're always going to have debt. I think it's important too, with what Whitney and I do, we're able to have a better idea of where we're at financially at the right time. Mm-hmm. So the importance of book work is being able to look at your books and say, okay, we have this much money on our R-lock, or we have this much money in our bank account, or we have these five bills to pay in the next week to know before you're just like, oh my gosh, here we are, our our luck's maxed out and we still have two equipment payments to pay for. Yeah. I can't imagine not being involved in the books because I think I would go nuts. Yeah. I agree. At least like when we make a payment on equipment, I can see, oh yeah, that loan went down. Now we only have two left. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I always look at the end. We've been paying on our, um, 
farm out. We've been paying on a couple of our farms for a long time. And like, I can see the end of my car payment and my farm payment. <laughs> yeah. That's the best part. Um, it's scary at times. Definitely don't, we're not, we're not glossing over the fact that debt is hard and it's a lot, it's hard to deal with and people do it differently. Whitney and I have those positive upbeat attitudes. We were able with the help of Bart and Jordan to look at the whole picture, which I want to do a podcast on this sometime looking at like the whole picture of life versus like the scarcity mentality of like, what if we can't meet that payment or, um, you know, it we're blessed in that regard. Right. Very. Or we're like, we have this payment to make. Could we pick up this to help Mm -hmm. pay for that? You know, like we don't, we don't try to, I don't, dwelling on is a good word because you could be emotionally mind crazy if you think about those numbers too much because it is scary. I mean, it's a large amount. We're always, so if you listen to our podcast, oh, a couple months ago, I mentioned (laughs) that our, our lock was maxed out and that is scary and and the unknown of what your crops are going to bring, but it's a part of the risk you take to be a farmer. Mm -hmm. And it all becomes down to what ratio of debt are you comfortable with? Right. If everything hit the fan tomorrow, could you sell stuff and pay it back? Are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with selling your piece of land that you own? You know what I mean? Like it with the equipment that you own, is that all? It's just whatever you can sleep at night with really Mm -hmm. and manage. Yep. But I mean, farming is a gamble. You're always, you're always gambling that kind of stuff. Um, How do you separate livestock finances and from row crop finances? This is probably just to me because mm-hmm. we, um, in our accounting program, when we, we are centers, so we have an account name and a center name. And as simple as I can put it, anything for hogs goes to 19 hogs or 20 hogs or eight, you know, whatever your year is. And anything for equipment goes to gin crop equipment, uh, seed. I mean, they're very, very much split. Yeah. And it's something you have to keep separate. Otherwise yep, things are going to get really wacky. Like even if we, if we repair, like the repair equipment, we can repair equipment on the farm and that center is, um, equipment. And if we repair on the hog farm, it's 19 hogs. So, um, (laughs) how do you balance kids in the office? Whitney, I mean, my life's crazy in the office when I bring the kids, which I have to do today at work, (laughs) they'll be always wanting a little bit of attention. And so it is done, um, stressfully, usually. Impatiently, not, not gracefully here. <laughs> it's, it is hard, but I've found that to lessen my stress and to lessen my kids' stress, I need to do it when, when I, when I know I need to do something important that's going to take a little time. I either need to get up before my kids, wait till nap time. Bedtime isn't really realistic because I don't like to do it then, but I have to chisel out the time when I know that the kids won't need me like this. Yep. So we're up at 530 recording my time because my kids are going to be awake. Yep. Same. If I have to do something, it needs to really likely be in the morning before my kids get up because I have like fresh brain drinking coffee. They're not pulling, playing, wanting to play a game and nobody wants to turn your kids down from playing with them. Like that's not ideal either, but realistically. No, but work still needs to get done. And I will say that I'm not like the queen of not getting mad because trust me when I'm trying to reconcile and Rowdy's pulling at my pants screaming, you can bet I'm not patient. Yeah. So I rely a lot on cartoons. Yeah. Sometimes when you have to etch out that hour or two, you just kind of do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Or he sits on my lap while I do it. Our final question is one that's kind of perplexing and I haven't thought about it until right now. So let's just go mm, for me it. Me neither. I know I just looked at that. 
what didn't work for you and why? Mm, This one's a little hard. Um, I'm going to say what didn't work for me and what really made me question myself was comparing to other people doing their books, thinking I was, I was wrong because I wasn't doing it that way. You know, we kind of talked about do what works for you. I would see like other people posting stuff or like, or my mother-in-law or someone, for instance, where our farms are completely different, but I would question myself like, God, maybe I should be doing that. Yeah. When really it wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, Mine's probably much more shallow. Um, Like what doesn't work for me is I'm not a super organized person. Um, I am like my house is usually tidy and my office is usually gets my desk gets tidy by the end of the week. But like during the week, it's a total, just crazy madness. Mm-hmm. And, um, like the piles of paper on my desk, those really need to be filed more often. And it is proven to be, um, just take more time. It takes more time to find things. It makes me feel like I'm less credible in the office when I can't find a piece of paper. And so like when Janet asks something for me and it takes me longer to find it, I'm like, gosh, dang it, Kylie, why did you not just file it where it needed to go immediately? So then right. I make a goal for myself, like, okay, you know, this week I'm going to file everything at the end of every day. And it never works out that way. I always continue to push it back. So that's probably my one thing that doesn't work for me and it still doesn't work for me. And I still actively try to fix it. Same for yeah. Jordan. Jordan's like, what's this? We all have flaws. Yeah. <clears throat> Another thing that didn't work for me was, um, and this probably deals with having to work with your husband, not having, getting to work with your husband, <laughs> getting defensive, which I, I can do that very easily. I still it, do that. Yeah. And it's hard to not, I mean, you have to try because if he, like we, for instance, had a piece of paper missing that was pretty important to bill for our chopping. And I'm like, well, I don't, I didn't lose it. And he's like, Whitney, it was in here. Like it was in right here. And, I, and I'm the queen of like stacking stuff. I don't like crap flown everywhere. So then I stack it. I just stack things, put it over here. And after he looked forever and I was defensive forever, turns out I stacked it over there. Yep. So you have Same. to learn to be, um, learn to say sorry and admit that you were wrong. Yeah. Like have some couth and just as hard as that is. We had some missing fertilizer tickets. And um, so that was one instance. I didn't actually have them, but I remember feeling like you didn't bring them to me. And Jordan kept accusing me. I brought them in here. What did you do with them? And I'm like, bro, back up. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is this year. (laughs) I remember this happening. And then the chemical stuff, we worked so hard on it. And I worked so hard on it before everyone else came in to help me. And I was like, okay, I've got this. Like, look at all this stuff I have. And they wanted to go back and dig in the original information. And I'm like, you guys, I did all of this already. Well, it turns out I had some, I hadn't done it in the right mindset. I can't even explain to you how I had like messed everything up. And so we needed to go back to the original, but I remember being like, everybody, I already did this. Like, why are you going back in? It's super easy to get defensive because we try so hard at it. Well, and we own it. Like that's what we do. We want it to be right. And so when someone comes and says like, you didn't do it right. You want to be like, thank you for slapping me in the face. Yep. But you have to learn to not let it get to you. Otherwise you're going to be a grouchy mess the whole time you do this. Yep. I have definitely become humbled by like the office work because I like to be good at everything and I'm not great at office work. I'm okay. And I'm continually learning. Mm -hmm. Um, So often I have to like eat my pride and be like, you know what? That's right. I did not do that right. Me too. And I don't like to do that, but I do it if I need to. 
What do you say we finish this out with a quote? Hit us. Since we're talking about, this is not the quote. (laughs) Since we're talking about office work, we thought this very simple one was very fitting. And for all you ladies or men out there who are thinking about starting office work, this is for you. It is a slow process, but quitting won't speed it up. That's a good one. Or giving up. Yeah, someone has to do it. And so if that's your job, if you if that's what you choose to do, don't quit because mm-hmm. it's not going to fix anything. Nope. Just keep trying and ask questions. You know, I would like to think that Kylie and I can help if somebody has a question with anything, ask us. And I'm the type of person, if I can't help you, I'll find the answer. I'll ask someone else or I'll, you know, I'll find it. I'll try to find it. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So stay humble, people. Don't get angry easy. Accept when you're wrong and ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask. Hope you guys had a a great past two weeks and we hope you have a good two weeks going forward. See ya. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farm wife guru and at the grateful farm wife be sure to follow or subscribe to the midwest farm wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app we'll see you next time and remember every day may not be good but there is some good in every day stay grateful friends